0: time this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. and They've got a vision and a mission for their life. Guys, we are in week two of a series called Strings Attached. And we started talking about this on last week, this idea that strings are attached to every decision that you make, especially whenever it comes to sexual purity. Now, I need you guys' help tonight. Uh, You know, there's a reason why we just kind of separated high school and junior high just for... Just for this series. I need you to be a little bit with it tonight. I need you to be a little bit mature tonight. I'm going to talk about sex tonight. I'm going to say things that, you know, if you're like in fifth grade, you'll turn to your neighbor and giggle. But like, if you're going to just head on over to the theater. I want to be real with you guys. <laughs> I want to be real. I want to be real with you guys tonight. And we're going to get, dig a little bit deeper in the, in the realm of there being strings attached in the, in the sexual arena, whenever it talks about purity. So I'm going to be covering some heavy topics tonight. And this is a message that is heavy on my heart because after seven years, almost seven and a half years of full-time youth and young adult ministry, nothing has wreaked more havoc in the lives of young people and even into their 20s, like making, like going south or going down the wrong path in the sexual arena or whenever it comes to relationships I want to review just for a few moments for those of you who weren't here last week. I'm gonna just kind of catch you up a little bit. And then I want to dive right into the word. And then tonight we'll we'll have an opportunity for some responses. I, I asked you guys to make a commitment to me on last week that you would that you would actually kind of take off the mask during this series. And that you'd be real with yourself, that you'd be real with the Lord. That you be real about where you are in your journey of purity. Every single one of us are in different areas. And so time won't allow me to cover every, all the different things that the Word of God has to say about purity tonight. I'll be, I'll be, and even during this series. But just to catch you up, last week I told you guys that while purity is a depreciating commodity from the world's perspective, it is just the opposite with God. The longer you walk in purity with Him the more it appreciates in value, the more valuable it becomes. Uh, Last week, we talked about this idea that, that, hey, if you need to date or be married to be fulfilled, to feel fulfilled or loved, you're not ready to date and you're definitely not ready to marry. We covered one essential verse, Colossians 2 and 10. In Christ, I am complete. And we talked about the reality that this is much. This must be so much more than a head, intellectual, mental ascent that you say, oh yeah, in Christ I am complete. But it has got to be a cry that is rooted deep within your heart. So whenever you enter the dating season, you're not in it to, to, to be changed and, and, and try to figure out who you No, no, no. You know who you are. And you know somewhat at least the vision of your life. So you don't just waste people's time. And waste your time. Colossians 2 and 10. And in Him, Christ, you have been made complete. And He is the head over all rule and all authority. We talked about this. If you try to find intimacy with another person. Before doing the hard work of achieving a sense of identity on your own. All of your relationships will become a painful attempt to complete yourself. And it will be to no avail. And lastly... We explored this quote from an amazing woman of God, Corey Tenboom, who says, When Jesus is all you have, Jesus will be all you need. So, tonight, do want to go a little bit <clears throat> deeper, and gosh, so crazy. <clears throat> we believe in, 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 in you know, that the enemy you know, trying to do things to distract us and just kind of throw us off course. Even today, as I was finishing up my message, <clears throat> going through the notes, like 540. 5.45, my computer crashes in my office. I lose my entire message. So I'm sitting in the office at 6 o'clock, like just, like, Holy Spirit, bring all those things back because it was so good. Man, like, you know, going through the whole thing, send them over to Sean so he can get on the PowerPoint. Got my truck to drive over here. The truck wouldn't start. Apparently the battery's frozen, so I'm like running across the campus right before 7 o'clock tonight, so I was a little bit late. But, but I, I just have this sense, and not to be spooky or weird or whatever, but I believe that, you know, sometimes whenever God wants to do something great, the enemy will do his very best to try to come against us and to try to frustrate us. And and this, and this message tonight, you guys, this, I, I, this is more of a, of a charge and a life message for me. I believe that some of you, not every single one of you, that's my hope, but I believe that some of you, that 10 years from now, some of you will be married. Some of you will be in that season. Some of you will be in a dating season, but you'll literally hear thoughts and phrases and nuggets of truth, Thank you, Aubrey. Nuggets of truth that the Holy Spirit spoke to you right in the middle of this church service tonight. and you'll and you'll hold on to those things. and literally, if you do this thing right, it's the word of the Lord. It's the Word of God that carries you in every season of your life, whenever you make a mistake, whatever. I literally very honestly believe you guys tonight is a night of destiny and a night of transformation for many of you in this room. If you'll be real with God, I honestly believe that God will be real with you. Everybody got that tonight? So I want to go straight to I want to go straight to scripture and we'll pray. I'll give you a message title and then we'll just jump right in. We'll save plenty of time at the end for the worship team to come back up because I I believe that the Lord wants to do business with with some of you tonight who want to do business with him and see some freedom and see some healing and see just some, some releasing a vision for purity. But I want us to go right to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12. And we'll do something a little bit different tonight. I want everybody just to stand up as we read this together tonight. It'll be on the screens, so just stand right where you are. We're going to read 1 Corinthians chapter 6, and, 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 and we'll start reading at Verse 12. <clears throat> Start reading at verse 12. So, 1 Corinthians 6, verse 12, if you're taking notes. So, let's just kind of of read this together, okay? So, it's on the screen. Here we go. We're going to start on three. One, two, three. You say, I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I am allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. You say... Food was made for the stomach and the stomach for food. This is true, though someday God will do away with both of them. But you can't say that our bodies were made for sexual immorality. They were made for the Lord. And the Lord cares about our bodies. And God will raise us from the dead by His power just as He raised our Lord from the dead. Don't you realize that your bodies are actually parts of Christ? Should a man take his body, which is part of Christ, and join it to a prostitute? Never. And don't you realize that if a man joins himself to a prostitute, he becomes one body with her? For the scriptures say the two are united into one. But the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. For God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. Now stay standing. We're going to read First Thessalonians 5 and 23. One verse. 1 Thessalonians five twenty-three. Ready? Go. Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way. And may your whole spirit and soul, and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. One final verse. 1 Peter 2, 11. Here we go. Beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers to abstain from fleshly lusts which wage war against your soul. Bow your heads right where you are. Father, I thank you For your word tonight. I thank you that there is life in your word. I thank you Holy Spirit. That you are here to take the word of God. And put it in the hearts of men and women tonight Lord. So we say speak to us Holy Spirit. We say do whatever it is that you want to do in and through us. We are open. We are ready. And we are willing. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said. Amen. Amen. So, Strings Attached, this series, you guys, I want to jump right into it. I want to talk about the power, the power of, of sex. Okay? Sex is powerful. It's powerful. So when God created it, which he did... Okay, he knew this and, and he knew because God created it. It's not, it's not filthy. It's not dirty. It's not taboo. It's not. No, no, no. It's a good thing. God created it, but it is a powerful thing. Okay, and it was his idea. And so, so check this out. If sex is not practiced, number one, after marriage, two, between two people, three, of opposite gender hello pain and disaster are inevitable i'll say that again if sex is not practiced after marriage between two people of opposite gender pain and disaster are absolutely inevitable because sex outside of biblical marriage is, is 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 like giving a loaded like a loaded M sixteen to, to a ten year old, someone will become wounded, including that child. See, you guys, whenever we talk about this idea of sex and, 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 and like lots of, uh, you know, kind of secular programs in school, we, we hear this a lot, you know, about, you know, sexually transmitted diseases and, and AIDS and, and different charts and different things that, that can happen. But, but, but let me just tell you, AIDS and STDs are the least of your worries whenever you practice sex outside of marriage, outside of the biblical confines. The greatest consequences of sexual immorality lie within the unseen realm. Come on, somebody. I shared this with you guys last week. If there were any series that you would probably want to take at least one note, (laughs) it would be this one. Okay? So wisdom would tell you if you have a pen, if you have a phone, if you have something, you're gonna want to jot down some of these nuggets of truth tonight. I'm just telling you. It's not an ego. I don't think that I'm gonna I'm so brilliant. I'm just telling you. The Holy Spirit is gonna speak things to you tonight that you're going to want to remember and even share with your friends as you as you as you journey down this, this road of purity. The greatest consequences of sexual immorality lie within the unseen realm. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 16. Paul is writing to the church at Corinth, who had, and even in Corinth, I've been there. I went there two years ago on this on this study trip with Oru and, and, and seeing Corinth today, all of the all the different ways that they just reconstructed the temples and and what it all looked like. There was such an affinity, there was such a fascination. There was such a lusting for sexual immorality where prostitutes were. So we literally saw where, um, whenever uh, the different uh, sailors would come in c- because it was a, it was a port city, where right wherever they would park their ships, they had these feet that were um, edged into the concrete. I saw this just a couple of years ago. So it was like these footprints in the concrete. And the footprints, like, so, so they, would, they would get off the ship and immediately they would see these, like, feet. And so you'd be like, all right, where is this going? And these footprints, and it was a trail all the way to where the prostitutes were. And so it was very much embedded into the culture. And there was a belief that, you know, I, I mean, just do whatever I want. And, you know, it's just my body and, and it's no big deal. And so, so Paul had to even correct the church in court. And so chapter 6, verse 16, he says, hey, 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 hey. Don't you realize that if a man joins himself to a prostitute, he becomes one body with her. Everybody say one body. For the scriptures say the two are united into one. Now, what's really interesting about that word body in the Greek is this word called socks, socks. Okay. and and while it's often translated body in the New Testament, it also carries another connotation of definition, which can be translated Human nature. Now, if if we understand like this, let's go back and and I'll just kind of read that verse with this kind of translation. Says, And don't you realize if a man joins himself to a prostitute in sex, he becomes one in human nature. He becomes one in human nature with her. And as we think about human nature and and, 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 and the part of us, that's, that's basically our soul. You are tripartite in being, okay? You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live within an earth suit, which we call a body. Whenever you enter the sexual arena... You are not just taking your body with you. You are pulling in your soul and your spirit and you are joining yourself with another person in an ungodly way. Do you guys understand this? And according to scripture, anytime you come together in sex, there is a tying, there is a a mashing and and a stirring and a bonding together. Not just of your physical body, but of your very human nature. So you walk away from that experience with a new nature on the inside of you. Do you guys get this tonight? So so what happens is, whenever you do this outside of marriage, it is such a mess. And don't you realize, if he joins himself to a prostitute, he becomes one in human nature. There is a tying that takes place, my friends. There are strings that are attached to sexual immorality. See, whenever I say human nature, I'm talking about your habits, your, your thinking patterns, the, the very things that you struggle with, even mentally and emotionally, all of your weaknesses. You see, every time you engage in sexual activity with someone, you leave a part of you with and in them. And vice versa is true. Every time you gauge, engage in sexual, in sexual activity with someone, you leave a part of you in them and with them and they leave a part of you, of themselves within in you. And so what happens is, you well, Pastor Brandon, what's the big deal? Well, let me just tell you what the big deal is. Their weaknesses become your weaknesses. Their mental struggles become your mental struggles. Their temptations and their habits and all the things that they're dealing with on the inside of their heart become the very same thing that you are eventually going to deal with. Because why? Your soul has now become one with that person. Your very human nature. Do you guys get this tonight? And that's why God says so emphatically... And through Paul to the church at Corinth, you've got to run from sexual immorality. Not because sex is bad, but because whenever you do it outside of the way that God intended, you will leave with pieces of your soul literally ripped in half. God's will is for you to be one whole person Jesus, John 10:10, 10, 10, I have come that you may have life and have life more abundantly. But just like the verse that we read all together, flee flee from sexual immorality and also the sexual temptation or the worldly lust, which literally war against your soul. I'm just here as a youth pastor to tell you that there is literally a war. That has been launched against the souls of the teenagers and young adults of this generation. In the arena of sexual immorality. And because we're so dumb. And because we're so foolish. And we don't read the word of God. We just look at it as no big deal. So we see 10 minutes of pleasure. But God sees 10 years of disastrous relationships. And toxic and unholy and unwholesome ways of thinking in your future. And he's just saying, hey, I've got a better way. So literally what we've come to call this is, and we've understood this in the churches, it's actually soul ties. It's the idea that strings are, strings are attached. Come here, Dustin. Strings are, strings are literally, literally attached. And so what happens, come here, so, so, So this is what happens, you guys. Whenever I'm talking about, whenever I'm talking about soul ties, what, what I'm saying is, Whenever you join yourself with another person, and we're going to talk about, because some of you say, oh, no big deal. Like, I'm not having sex. I'm just like maybe kind of messing around. Or, you know, but, 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 but this is what happens. This is what happens. Tie several of these together for me, Aubrey, or give me a longer piece. So this is what happens whenever we, whenever we engage in sexual immorality and in some other areas too. And we'll talk about pornography and we'll talk about all those things. But what happens is, in the unseen realm. Come here, Presley. Come here. Come here, Dustin. So, so what happens is, so in the natural, so after something, something crazy happens or we make some foolish decision. In the natural, all I see is Dustin whenever I meet him. Dustin, good looking guy and great personality. And, but but if Dustin has a weird sexual immorality and got all kind of things going on in the in the period, all I see is is Dustin. But but what I'm really getting is 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 Preston. And, and, I mean Presley, and 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 not and not and not just Presley, but all of Presley's, all of her weaknesses, all of her crazy ways of thinking, all the different things that she's struggling with, even in the in the sin arena. But have now become become dust. And then whenever I see see Presley in the natural, all I see is Presley, all oh, pretty girl. Well, yeah. But but spiritually, in her soul, this is this is what Presley's soul kind kind looks like. And so, and so, then we just kind of like whenever we just whenever we just kind of like link up with you know Presley and we and we enter into into areas where we shouldn't you know in the sexual arena. You see what I'm saying? Like with you know in immorality, then what happens is come here, come here, real quick, Brayden. So so what happens is then then we have it gets really really weird and twisted because because then I see look, come here. All I see is all I see is Braden. Good looking guy, charismatic, outgoing, lots of gifts, lots of talents, but his soul is a hot mess. And so inside of him, in the heart of him, this is what I'm getting. All this, all this, all the, all the extra baggage all the extra weaknesses, all the extra weights. Hebrews says, let us lay aside every weight that does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, is now seated at the right hand of the Father. Let us lay aside every weight. And so, so we just think, oh, wow, I'm just linking up with a cute guy. I'm just going to make out with him and, and do all this stuff. And then, but, but, what, but then what, what happens is, and then, then, then there becomes, bam, bam. Then another tie, okay, And so and so then it's like it's all this weirdness. Yeah. And so so we laugh in the natural. But but some of you, this is what your soul looks like. And so then it gets really, really strange because because then I'm so I'm so confused. I'm so I'm all over the place emotionally and I don't know why. And and I'm, I can't even think straight. And I and I used to be so on fire for the Lord. And I used to have such a vision. And I used to have such a tenderness for the presence of the Lord. But but now I, I don't I don't even know I don't even know who I am anymore. I mean, I want to, but my soul is so wrapped up in multiple people because I've established soul ties, unbeknownst to me. And this is where I am. And I want to be free. And I love the Lord, and I want more of Jesus, but I haven't—I haven't realized that I've got soul ties all over the place. And so, part of me is left in here, and part of me is there, and part of me is there. And so, 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 whenever I try to walk in wholeness and fullness, it—I it, don't even have it anymore. Do you guys get this tonight? Yeah. Give these guys a hand. Let me just rip this off. Sorry, Pastor. <laughs> I'll take this. So. Whenever we talk about this, you guys, it's so, so crucial to understand the power of, of soul ties. And soul ties can be good. There are good soul ties, but then there are bad soul ties. I'm primarily talking about bad or, or negative or ungodly or unholy soul ties. But, but what happens is whenever we, whenever we do engage in sexual activities, our soul becomes broken and fragmented. And if we do it enough over time, literally, it's like it's been torn literally to pieces and we repent and we ask the Lord for forgiveness. But then we we still we still we, we haven't broken these soul ties, you guys. And so obviously I'm talking to two groups of people tonight because some of you say gosh I'm still a virgin and, and you know by the grace of God and I am so proud of you. I want you to be virgin until the day that you are married. I want you to continue your journey into purity. Once you're, once you're married purity doesn't go away you're still pure. It's not like oh well I thought this thing was so evil. I don't want you to think that it's evil. I just want you to know that it's reserved for a certain season and a specified purpose and a time in life. You see what I'm saying? And so two groups of people who say gosh I'm walking purity. Thank you Lord. I I haven't established any any soul ties in the sexual arena, but there are other ways to establish soul ties. But then there are some of you who have had sex and and, and have slept with people or slept with a person and and giving yourself away. And I want you to know that there is grace and there's mercy, but there's also wisdom that God tells you. okay, this is how you get free. And this is how you get healed. And this is how you move to a place of walking in victory in this area. See, whenever we, whenever we engage in sexual activity with another human being, you, you guys, outside of the marriage confines, you open the door and you sign up for addictions that you didn't even know. You sign up for temptations that you become susceptible to that you didn't know. It's kind of like a virus. I mean, it's literally like whenever you're, you know what I'm saying? Like whenever your body can't fight off all the disease, and you, you don't even know what, what, what's, what, what's coming in. That's what happens in the spiritual realm. And so I want to show you, I want to show you this in scripture tonight. Genesis chapter 34. I'll kind of summarize this for the sake of time. As you can go back and read this. Um, so, So Dinah, the daughter of Leah, whom she had born to Jacob, went out to visit the daughters of the land. This guy named Shechem, everybody say Shechem. Shechem was the son of Hamar. The Hivite, okay, he was a prince, so he was deeply attracted to Dinah, okay, this the daughter of Leah and Jacob. So Jacob and Leah have a daughter named Dinah. Shechem sees Dinah one day, okay, she's a beautiful girl. And Shechem spoke to his father, whose name was Hamar, and he says, Hey, I, I, desire, I desire this girl, like get me this young girl, I want her for my wife, okay, nothing wrong, nothing wrong just yet. But verse five now, Jacob. Dinah's father had heard about it. And now Jacob had heard that he had defiled Dinah, his daughter, because verse two, sorry, Shechem, whenever he sees, whenever he sees Dinah, he took her and he raped her. So Shechem is out, sees Dinah, the daughter of Leah and Jacob. Shechem goes and rapes her, forces her to sleep with him. Then he goes to his father and says, hey, this pretty girl, he kind of leaves out the part that I I just raped. I'm in love with her and I need you to go and talk to her father to make her my wife. Well, news gets back to Jacob about what happens. But but the big idea here is the sons of Jacob came in from the field. They were all ticked off. You just raped our sister. But listen to this. Verse 8 says, but Hamar spoke with them saying, listen to this, the soul of my son Shechem longs. For your daughter. Please give her to him. In marriage. So you guys. After the flesh is satisfied. Only condemnation. Shame. And pain. Will be your friends. So Shechem does this dirty. Dirty deed. He rapes this girl. And then it's almost like. It's literally driving him crazy. Like he has to have her. I mean something like weird is going on here. Because whenever he. Whenever he. Played with her whenever he raped her. There was a time that took place of his soul and hers. And now he's so crazed as if this girl's dad is about to hand you over, hand her over to you after you just raped her. But you see how he's not even thinking. It's not even logical. It's not even intelligent. Who would do that? You see what I'm saying? But but, but whenever you enter the sexual ring, guys, you will do crazy things. That you wouldn't do in your right mind. You allow things to be done to you once you go a certain point. Because a soul tie has been established. So now the very human nature is all warped and, and all jacked up. So you start doing crazy things. You start saying crazy things. Oh dare I say, you start texting crazy pictures. Or dare I say, you start looking at crazy stuff on the internet, which you know are wrong. But, but there's a soul tie that has been established. So your very human nature has been altered. And as much as you love God, you're pulled in a million different directions. Do you guys get this tonight? Again, two groups of people. Some of you are right in the thick of it. Some of you, by the grace of God and the wisdom of the Lord, aren't in this place and I want to keep you out of that place. So, for those of you who say, "Well, Pastor Brandon, you know, no big deal. I'm not having sex. I'm not, you know, whatever." Well, let me just talk to you about 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 what you're putting before before your eyes, because there are multiple ways to create to create soul ties to form soul ties, the strongest. And the most obvious way is through sexual immorality. Whenever you're sleeping with someone or performing sexual activities with them, but but listen to this: Hosea 4:17 says, Ephraim, Ephraim is joined to idols. Ephraim was literally fascinated. Israel, or part of Israel, was called Ephraim, was so fascinated with their idols that the Lord says that that Ephraim is literally joined to idols. Now, what's interesting here is in in Hosea Hosea chapter 4, verse 17, joined in the Hebrew is this word called habur. And it literally means to tie together as under a spell. Magical. Like witchcraft. Like in a magical witchcraft spell. Due to fascination. Now, this is where it gets really interesting, you guys. Because then the mind becomes trapped. So, so what am I talking about? Pornography. Whenever you operate, I want to submit to you, whenever you operate and you become fascinated with pictures, with things on the internet, with what, whatever, there's literally a fascination that takes place. And it's as if a spirit of witchcraft is just over your mind. You are, Then you start to live in a fantasy world that's not real. And the Bible says, Ephraim, Was joined to their idols. Now if you know anything about scripture in the Old Testament. Every false god. Every false god was literally demonic spirits. That's why Jesus. That's why God didn't want his people to have anything with. So literally what it's saying here. Is that there is a demonic spirit. That you begin to tie and join yourself with. Every time you look at that stuff. Every time you walk in that, every time the images come up, it's literally like a trance, like a witchcraft spell is being cast over you. And you just want more and you want more and you want more. And that becomes your reality. It's a fantasy world that can never be fulfilled. So it is an unending, bottomless pit that you keep trying to fill over and over and over again. I don't expect for you to shout me down, but say something tonight. So, so what happens again is is whenever we do that, there's still there's still a tying that takes place, and even though it's it, it, even though you haven't been per se with with another with another human being, come here, Jack, with another human being, there's still very much so. There's still very, very much so. A tie, a tying that takes place, and so, so, so girls and, and guys, and this is why, guys. Again, I talked to you last night. I am not anti dating. You should never date for the rest of your life. I'm not even so extremist to say you can only date one person; they have to marry. I'm not even so. I, I mean, whatever, whatever your parents. What, but, but what I am saying, I'm just saying, I'm not an extremist here. I'm just saying. Whenever you begin to link up yourself, even in a dating relationship, you you guys get this? What what happens is whenever you, whenever we see, you know, Jack, come here, Janae. Whenever you see, whenever you see Jack and, and but then Jack has been all wrapped up in pornography and and, you know, all these different things. Then you're literally not just joining yourself with Jack, but the very spirit, the very spirit. Of witchcraft that he is linking himself up to on a daily basis because he's so entrenched in pornography. Then you open up yourself. It's literally like a door being opened. I know, isn't this crazy? I know it's so extreme. It's not very fun to talk about. But but I got to tell you the truth, you guys. Because I believe some of you, this is going to rescue you out of some heavy pitfalls in your life. And so, or, and, and let's not just make the mistake that that guy's the only one that look, looking for, so if, if Janae is, is doing the same, then whenever I see her, I'm all, I'm all, I don't see, and I'm not getting the fact that I'm getting a spirit of witchcraft, a spirit of whoredoms that the Bible calls, that's, that her soul is just so wrapped up in, and then I'm joining myself with this. And all of a sudden, what was never a struggle for me before, out of nowhere... I'm all of a sudden tempted. Oh, guys, I could line up 20, 30, 40 young adults, teenagers. I've talked with through the years who would say, yep, yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> that is 100%. That's exactly how it went down. I never struggled with depression. but 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 whenever I started linking myself up, all of a sudden, I'm like depressed. I mean, I, I'm not even a depressed person. All of a sudden, I'm battling. I'm warring with all these negative thoughts that were never a part of me before. It just came out of nowhere. No, it didn't come out. It's called a soul tie. Yeah. You just linked yourself up. with you, you guys get this. Okay, good. Give Jack and Janae a, a hand for these awkward <laughs> illustrations. Sorry. So you guys... So, so obviously, so soul ties, negative soul ties, and we create it through 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 sexual immorality, through sexual acts, and then they can also be established through with 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 through pornography and, and images, and even though it's not a person, you're still opening up like a spiritual gateway. You're you're leaving your soul exposed, and you walk away from that you walk away from that encounter less of a person because you just left some of your soul there do you guys get this i mean it's just, so i mean can you understand why i mean out of all the different sins in the whole world why this is the one sin where paul says dramatically emphatically run for your life run for your life so so the third way the third kind of final way is, is Not only through like sexual acts and not only through pornography, but but here. And this is probably one of the most common ways that we establish even unhealthy, which, by the way, all of these can be turned and these. There are ways to establish good soul ties through all of these means, except for pornography, obviously. Um, But so lastly, prolonged time with intimate dialogue. Prolonged time of intimate dialogue. Or let's make it plain, texting 35,000 times a day. There's a soul tie there. That's a soul tie. Whenever you can't leave, you, I got to be there. They may say something. They, I, 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 may, I may miss it. You've got a soul tie. I would guess probably 70 or so percent of the people in this room would have some level of soul ties, one, and the, probably the majority being in here. And so, so prolonged, intimate dialogue. And so, this is again. You see, it's it's so much bigger of a picture than I just have a cute boyfriend. <laughs> Spare me. It's, you've got a soul tie, is what you got. And and look, and look, this is this is the deal, you guys. Done right, in the right season, with the right purpose and the Holy Spirit orchestrating, yeah. the, there are beautiful, powerful soul ties that the Lord wants you to have. David and Jonathan had one of the most beautiful soul ties as two brothers in God, where they carried each other. I talked about this in the fall semester. You need to have some good godly soul ties with other friends, people who are God, but you need to know some stuff about their spiritual life. This is why you can't just hook up and link up with every single person. I'm not saying you got to be mean and rude. I'm just saying the ones that you're going to invest and have soul ties with, they need to love Jesus. They need to be walking in some level of victory in multiple areas of their life because eventually a door to your soul will be open. Hello. And so whenever it comes, so it's so much more than, well, we're just so cute together and we take nice homecoming pictures. No, you better make sure that that's the kind and the type and the spirit of a soul tie that you want to be exposing yourself to. Come on, somebody. I'm just saying. If they're not submitted to the Lord Jesus Christ, if they don't have a quiet time, if they're not faithfully serving Jesus, you don't need to have a soul tie with them. Therefore, you don't need to be dating. Oh, amen, myself. I promise you, you guys, whenever you wait for the right season, this is what I want to talk about. Octavia and I had a beautiful, we have a beautiful soul tie. I mean, dare I even say, I mean, it's part of marriage. Every time we have sex, our soul tie gets stronger. Hello. You'll think about that in a second. Okay, whatever. You'll be thankful whenever you're married. Okay? Honestly, it strengthens. Honestly, you guys, whenever you get married, it's the most beautiful thing on your wedding night. And even while you're courting and you're dating before, as you do have intimate conversations with each other, it opens the door to a beautiful soul tie. Now, my strength's. Become her strengths. And her strengths. Become my strengths. And all the godly things in her. I get in me. And all the godly things in me, she just just gets it because we have a soul tie. So we start thinking a lot. We start thinking more like Jesus Christ because we're so linked up. Because we've joined ourselves with Jesus. We are one spirit with him. So whenever we come together it's our spirits and the spirit of the Lord. And there is strength. And it is beautiful. And it is powerful. So we're not left with just like some worldly fleshly passion for sex. We're left with a greater passion for the Lord Jesus Christ and to honor him in our physical bodies come on somebody so it's all just kind of flipped the message that the world gives you that says there's no strings attached if you were to see my soul you would see lots and lots of knots wrapped around this girl because I love her and we've got a soul tie and so even sometimes whenever we're talking about different things or if I'm in the grocery store and I, and I call her and I'm like, hey, babe, I got butter and I got eggs. Um, is there anything? And she says, I was just about to call you and tell you we just it, we, exactly we need butter and we need eggs, Brandon. I'm like, yeah, that's I getting stronger. Let's strengthen it. <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, you guys. So, so I say that to say, you guys. It's not evil. It's not wrong. It's, it's not. Bad. I want to debunk that because even in church, we can just be so churchy. And honestly, it's just like I mean, it's in the Bible. I mean, read your Bibles. And so, so, so the big idea is to know what God's word has to say about an issue, and to live and to bend your life around what God's word has to say about it. But the but the dangerous thing is, whenever you don't know, Scripture is so clear, and it says, you know what my people perish they're dying because of a lack of knowledge because they just they don't they, there's no knowledge in the land you guys it's a powerful thing as the bane comes tonight i want us to think through a couple of these and i want you to to do just an honest evaluation you guys of of of, of where you are and like i said Nearly about every single one of us in this world. I would say every single one of us have some soul ties. Some good, some bad. And I'm asking you to evaluate in your heart and, and, and have, the, have the courage enough and have the, 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 be sane enough to think through and, and say, you know what? Where are the soul ties in my life? Where are they taking me? Because some of you, I think if you're honest, you fall into that category of, wow, you've just, you know, you've linked up with someone, whether it was sexually or not, or, or just the long and intimate conversations and, 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 and intimate dialogue. And by intimate, I don't even mean sexual, I just mean intimate, like whenever you're, you share your heart with someone, bam, a soul tie forms. Remember the, the, the guy in scripture that, that I just talked about, as soon as, he, as soon as he raped the girl instantaneously, there was a soul tie that was formed and so i'm just i'm just asking tonight what are what are, the, what are the what are the strings in your in your life where where are the soul ties because because there there've been strings attached and just like i said at the beginning of this series just like negative and ungodly strings are attached to the negative and the wrong decisions that you make sexually and in the area of purity Again, every time you make the right choice, there are godly soul ties that begin to wrap. Soul ties of righteousness, where you say, "You know what? This is just strengthening my hunger for the Lord because I have godly soul ties with you know other guys and and, and godly soul ties with with other girls and 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 we're friends and we're spurring each other on to to good works in, in Jesus Christ and you know. Uh, it's a good thing. But I feel like far too many of us in this room, it's we're, where we're literally, can't really move. I can't, I don't, I mean, I want to be free, but I mean, I, I think I'm free. I mean, I don't, is this what freedom, is that what freedom feels like? Freedom in your soul. God's desire for you is to be a whole person and i want these words to burn in your heart because you will be tempted temptation will come it will come before you're before you're married there will be opportunities there will be and and that's what that's what's so crazy because in the heat of the moment you guys you're not as strong as you think you are let me just tell you in the heat of the moment, you're not as you're not as smart or wise or as a spiritual giant as you think that you are. Many have come before you who are m- way more godly, who prayed a whole lot more, who who just more. With, but 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 in the heat of the moment, said, "Oh, and I don't want that for you." So I literally want these words to ring loudly in your ear. That when you get up from that place, a part of you will stay there, even though you get up. And so so that's why we we say hey wait until you're married not because God didn't say that because he's a killjoy <laughs> He says it because whenever you're married I want part of you to stay with your spouse And I want part of your spouse to remain on the inside of you This is the great mystery between Christ and the and the church that I am all in him and God is all in and you and so much so to where you you are there's going to come a point where it's going to be really hard to even tell us apart because we're so filled with God. And the best marriages and the best spouses are the ones where they're, they're you just can't even, you just, they're just so amazing. And I mean, when you see one, you see the other. That's what I'm talking about, you guys. That's God's destiny and that's the dream plan for your life. But I want to talk to a few tonight who feel like, "Hey, you've ruined it. You messed up. You, you know." Pastor Brandon, my soul's in three different states and four different counties, and and some of you, that's where you are. <laughs> and some of you, my, my soul is at three different schools with four different guys and two girls on the way. I mean, just whatever. I'm mean, just, just just be real. Or my soul's all over the internet. I mean, people it's, it's everywhere. I'm a mess. But I'm here to tell you, there is redemption through the blood of Jesus Christ. And, and every ungodly soul time can be ripped apart even tonight to where there is there's complete and total freedom, you guys. Scripture says that the double-minded or the double-soul, double, uh, double, uh, double the word there is uh, schizo, it's where we get our understanding of schizophrenic like multiple personalities kind of thing, that the double-souled or the double-minded man or woman is unstable in all their ways. They're just all over the place. And I'm just asking, could it be that there's some some ungodly soul ties there? And could it be that even tonight is your night to say, you know what? I'm laying that before the cross. And and for some of you, it's gonna it's going to require a text message to say, hey, it's over. Or a conversation and say, you know what, we're not, Amos 3 and 3. How can two walk together unless they be agreed? And whenever they're not in agreement and they're walking together, it's going to be disaster and pain. And some of you need to say, you know what, I've got to get some accountability on my cell phone, my iPad and my computer because I'm literally destroying my soul in the process. My soul is in a hundred different places and pieces Because I've looked at that crap a hundred different times. If you feel anger tonight, I am angry at the devil. I am angry with the kingdom of darkness for trying to pull the sons and the daughters of God away from their God-given destiny and purpose. So feel the anger of a youth pastor who says, you know what? Enough is enough. We've got to walk in purity, you guys. Not as a mandate, but because we are in a covenant relationship with Jesus Christ. It's who we are. It's what we do. And it's our high joy and delight. Because we understand strings are being attached with every decision we make in this self sexual arena. Do you guys get this tonight? I want you to stand to your feet. I want you to lower the lights a little bit. And this is what I want us to do. I believe that the Holy Spirit is here. I believe that he wants to address even now, next 10 minutes or so, addressing ungodly soul ties that are in our lives. And he wants to provide a place of just repentance and and, and, and a healing. You know what I'm saying? On every head bow, every eye closed in this place, even right now. And if you say, gosh, I have some, I have some, gosh, this is really, it's kind of alarming to me, you know? I don't, I have some ungodly, unhealthy soul ties, whether it's with pornography, whether it's specifically because of sexual immorality, or if it's because of just prolonged, intimate dialogue with people. But I want to, I need to, I need the Holy Spirit to just Just cut me free tonight because I want to be free. That's you. I want you to lift up both of your hands to the Lord tonight. I believe that Jesus will meet you exactly where you are. Yeah, that's what I figured. That's the vast majority of people in this room. Lift up both your hands to heaven right now. And I want you to repeat after me. I want you to say, Lord Jesus, I come before you tonight with my soul tied up in ungodly soul ties. But I declare tonight that I am free. In the name of Jesus, would you sever every tie in Jesus' name. And over time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did. Because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. They've got a vision and a mission for their life.